episode is sponsored by Olivardo, who Barry and I have been fans of for years now. Olivardo are the world pioneers of cold-pressed extra virgin avocado oil. The oil from approximately 20 avocados go into each bottle. Olivardo are carbon neutral and will be carbon positive by 2023, which is very, very soon. They power their factory and truck by avocado waste. Olivado avocado oil is packed with all the nutrition from a regular avocado, so it's loaded with healthy monosaturated fats as well as vitamin E and other health benefits. It has a high smoke point, which makes it good for cooking and baking and so much more. If you want to order some Olivado avocado oil, visit olivado.com and you can get their amazing pressed extra virgin avocado avocado and lemon zest or macadamia nut oil or purchase them from Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Planet Organic or Whole Foods or many of your independent food stores. I'm literally obsessed and I cook all of mine and Romeo's meals in avocado oil. Um, like it said, it's the high smoke point so you can fry, bake, literally use it in any, any way you want to. I even like drizzle it on salads and make salad dressing. Mm-hmm. It just has like a really delicious flavor. Um, and it's a pantry staple in our house. 100% always stocked with Olivado. So if you want to get yours, use code ForkingWellness for 20% off. That's ForkingWellness for 20% off. Hi guys, welcome back to our first episode of season four. Barry and I are super excited to be back. I can't believe we're on season four. I know. And I can't believe we're back from like what's been quite a long hiatus. I know. I feel like we did well to take a proper break. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was needed. I mean, like there was no way. So, like, so much so much has happened from like when we mm-hmm. stopped recording last season um, to now. So it was needed. But like it, it feels good to be back into like the um, routine of working wellness. Yes, I always get. It's always like it's such a good excuse to just catch up with you as well. Yeah, totally. And then it's like in the absence of recording the podcast, it's like, oh shit, I wonder what Sophie's doing. Because like, yeah, I just literally. feel like we always have that constant <laughs> communication. Um, but for everyone listening, new and existing working wellness listeners, um, welcome back. Um, if you are new, um, then this won't be a shock. But if you're not, we are also like video recording this and we're testing it, right? So like, Hopefully you guys will have some additional video content as well. But like this is all new and you guys know that we do all of this ourselves. So like it might mm-hmm. be an epic fail and it might not ever come to a fruition and you still might only have the audio version as per usual. But we'll see. We're testing it. Yeah. And if you're watching this, then you can literally see how unscripted this is all the time. Like even when we have guests, like nothing is a script, right? Nothing. And I even said to Sophie, I was like, oh, if we're doing video, we should like make more of an effort <laughs> like, I know I'm like sat here so conscious of what my hair looks like right now I feel like such a mess <laughs> I feel like historically we have showed up to recording like I have definitely showed up with like a hair mask in like rollers in my hair like it's been chaos like recording in the dark yeah like literally so now we'll have to make more of an effort but I do feel like I don't know if you feel like this but like whenever I'm um doing something and I'm like wearing jeans or something like if I'm like dressed it's like it puts you in a different like state of mind a hundred percent yeah I'm actually do you know I'm making more of a conscious effort to do that like dress for what I want to achieve that day yeah it's a real it's a real thing I totally believe in that I used to like subconsciously do it in school 
because mm. it like when when I was in school we never had school uniforms do you had school uniforms we had school uniforms yeah right so we never had school uniforms and I used to like notorious like leggings and a sweatshirt every day of school like I never was one of those girls who like got dressed up for school um it was very sweatpants like I just didn't care but on days that I had exams I always wore jeans that's interesting yeah because I was like oh like it'll force me to like sit straight and like focus yeah I like that the the approach I'm taking to the four game on this podcast although I'm not wearing any makeup so I did my hair so glowy your skin looks so glowy I feel like you've got some really good lighting going on yeah and there must be like some sort of filter like I don't have nice skin like there's a lot of texture and stuff but I think it like see if I'm gonna filter on this screen (laughs) I didn't put one on but like there must be you look very glowy smoothing you always say that it's like it's not glowy it's just like oil yeah (laughs) well we've discussed this haven't we that you have like a naturally more oily skin and I'm like forever trying to achieve that dewy look (laughs) yeah and I'm like forever trying to like mattify my face (laughs) lovely oscar yeah sorry (laughs) like i didn't know if you heard that (laughs) like a big cough big cough oscar was like sick 10 minutes ago before this podcast for like the first time in like ages um so i've moved his bed next to my stool for the recording so i can just like keep an eye on him um but yeah big cough Anyways, let us catch up since the last time we recorded. So yeah. much has happened. So um, much has happened. You go first. What's happened? You got married, legal, like yes. officially. Officially. Um, so yeah, we were legally married in 2022. No, sorry, 2020. Um, but we finally did our big wedding party that literally was supposed to go ahead in 2020. Then we pushed it back. I, I honestly think we had like four different dates for this wedding. And then obviously we fell pregnant. So we pushed it back another year. And then finally it actually went ahead. And it was, was the it most fun everything? Ever. Yeah. Was it yeah. everything that like reflecting on it? Like, was it everything that you wanted? Everything. Like just like, I didn't, you know, you can't expect a day to go as perfectly as you want it to, but it, it genuinely did. So I'm just so grateful. I'm just made it so worth the wait. Yes. How has that, like, obviously, because you have been legally married, but did it kind of make it seem more like, did it change? It felt like, no, not in terms of like the relationship, but it felt like we finally got to celebrate it properly. Um, Yeah. So that was really fun. And then, like, to get to go on the honeymoon and everything as well. And yeah, it was just like to have, it was probably the only time ever we're going to get like, everyone we care so much about in the same place at the same time like I just thought that was so special in itself yeah it is there is no other time really like no. even on that scale at least like you have like yeah. birthday parties yeah like exactly that. It's, but like it's different yeah 100% yeah and how but is the honeymoon everything. like again just the best thing I just feel so lucky like it, it was amazing and having Romeo there just made it even better like we obviously we plan to have nine days would you believe without him um but after four days I was like I just need him I just like miss him too much so we went to see him um I spent the day with him and then we went back to West Hollywood they were in further down south um stayed there for two nights and then we took him back to our Airbnb because like again I just was like I just didn't feel myself without him and I had so much more fun with him sorry yeah 
Do you think that that is because you knew he was so close? Like if he was still in the UK and not like already like an hour and a half away, then it would have been like not an option and you would have been, or do you think it was because like you knew he was there and it's like, well, why am I not with him if he's so close? Yeah, I don't know because he flew out literally two or three days after we did, two days, I think. Um, And mom was like, oh, did you feel better once like you knew he was on your time? And I was like, not really, because I felt like it was such a big deal for him to get on an 11 hour flight and then have to adjust to the time difference. Like, I feel like it was almost better when I knew he was just in his normal routine with my mom at home. Right. So So if he was still home and then was never flying out, then you would have been like not more okay because you were totally okay. But like it was just like it wasn't even an option. You knew he was safe. Like. Do you think you would have like? I don't know. I do. I do think what made it more difficult is that I was still breastfeeding him, and every day that passed, I was like, I just, I don't know. I, I honestly think I had a drop in my hormones as well because obviously, because I wasn't breastfeeding, and we we released that like happy hormone every time we breastfeed. I think that had a lot to do with my mood as well. And interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, it all it worked out fine. We had a really lovely four days together where like we didn't have to think about, you know, getting a pram out and making sure Romeo was having his nap on time and stuff like that. <laughs> but it felt like the honeymoon properly began when we got him back. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. And he seemed to like thrive in California. He thrived. He literally loved it. Like anyone that's like, oh, like traveling with kids is such a nightmare. I'm like, I'm not with you. It was the most fun all three of us have ever had together. I love that. Was that it? So that was the first time he was at the beach? Yes. Yeah. And he loved it. He, sometimes he did and sometimes he didn't. He didn't like it when I went in the sea without him, which was kind of annoying because I kind of just wanted to throw myself in the sea, but he'd get very yeah. distressed, like watching oh, me in the waves. I know. <laughs> really he was so, like scared um, for you. But he loved playing in the sand. He loved like with his bucket and spade and doing that. So that was really fun. Do you think he's more of like a pool kid or a beach kid? No, definitely more of a beach kid. He's Cute. like me. Yeah, more he's of a beach like... kid. <laughs> did you feel recharged when you came back from yes. your holiday? So recharged, yeah. So I thought a lot about like business and stuff and like where I wanted to go with life. Like you just think so differently, don't you, when you're out of your normal headspace and routine. So I came back like so motivated, so recharged. And again, anyone who's like, oh, you need a holiday to recover from a holiday with your kid. I don't feel like that. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do feel like I just need a holiday to recover from my holiday in general, even like without kids. It was definitely like a recharging holiday for us. Like we weren't drinking a ton of alcohol. Like it wasn't like a, it was, it was a wholesome holiday. Yeah. And I feel like because it was almost like, I felt like from what I and what I saw, right, which is only like what you put on Instagram, but like mm-hmm. it was like almost like your normal daily routine in a different environment with like different just exposure like more points. enhanced. Yeah, 100%. like you were going to the beach and the boardwalk and farmers markets, where it's like here in the UK, it might have been like the park and a dog walk. Yeah, it like, exactly. It was just like new experiences. 100% yeah it was like my ideal way of living really and like do you know what I really enjoy doing is eating out for every single meal like I think I cooked like twice over there did when you got back were you like inspired to be in the kitchen more or no because I think like when you're when you become a mom and especially during like the weaning process and like mm-hmm. you know you're you're in the kitchen so much more now but in a different capacity yeah. Like, it's not like you used to be. Like, you're not, like, cooking for yourself and ash and baking. It's, like, your your priority is, like, like, what's Romeo eating? 
Yeah, I definitely felt more inspired coming back to cook because I'd had some so much more variation out there because you just pick something different, don't you, every time you're at a different restaurant or cafe. So I felt like I could bring some of the stuff that I was having out there. Like when I met you for breakfast the other day, like I would always go for a yogurt and granola bowl and I was like, I'm going to go with the acai bowl because I'm in like this like summery food mood. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was like a main difference like between london and the uk in terms of like the food like obviously like i have a good understanding but like i Mm. obviously haven't been to california in probably like eight years actually um just out of curiosity like what were the big differences in like the food culture so i feel like i can this is like relevant to california but you're either i don't want this to come across in the wrong way but like it's easy to be very very for lack of a better word, clean, healthy, kind of organic living out there. Or I found it actually really difficult in a supermarket because there's so much on the shelves and they have ingredients over there that like aren't even legal in the UK. Like I I spent so much time. That's probably why I didn't cook a lot either because I, I would spend so long doing a food shop trying to th- like look at the labels and whether or not it was too much salt for me, too much sugar, too much additives. Whereas the restaurants that we chose to eat out at, I had a lot of trust in them and they were, you know, seasonal, sustainable, healthy, organic places that I kind of put my trust into to cook him a better meal than maybe I could have put together than like the food on the shelves. But saying that, like there's loads of lovely farmers markets that we went to and we brought all this, you know, fresh seasonal produce. Um, But yeah, it was very all or nothing. Like you're either super healthy or it's very, very easy to be consuming a lot of food that does have a lot of additives. Like, like I said, that I won't, I don't know, do I name ingredients, but there was, there was so much stuff on the shelves where like up to 50% of the main ingredient was like high fructose corn syrup that like we don't even use here in the UK because it's just terrible. (laughs) So I didn't, yeah, I found that quite interesting and it made me appreciate our supermarkets more because usually when I've been to American supermarkets, I'm like, this is so much fun. You guys have so much more. It's so much better. But obviously when you have a child and thinking about his health and what you're putting into his mouth, like that felt like a whole different ball game. Yeah, totally. I think it's really interesting. So my parents were here for the first time over the summer and they were like shocked at some of the differences um, where like my parents, so my dad has like a lot of intolerances. Like, so he has mm. like a really bad gluten sensitivity. He has like really bad rosacea. Um, and he has like an IgA deficiency, which is like, um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like certain foods and stuff just like reacts and he's always had wow, like, super, I didn't know that. yeah, different sensitivities, um, and kind of like arthritis and inflammation. And he's got a whole host of Awful. things going on in his body. But what he said he noticed is that like here in the UK, he felt like everything was a lot less processed. Like he felt like everything was just like, um, more like it tasted fresher and more That's like almost like farm to table um mm. but there were like and there was more but there's a lot less variety and like less options yeah like what you were saying um and then in America I think there's like an abundance of options which is mm-hmm. like quite overwhelming um and then yeah some of them aren't like great some of them are like really high in different like additives and stuff like that but I think some of them like there are some companies doing like amazing things yeah Um, so you have better in some aspects that you just have to look for it 
yeah, like there's just like an abundance and it's, it's mm-hmm. quite overwhelming. But like my dad noticed a really big difference in like his sensitivity to like, I'm just going to say gluten. Not everyone has the sensitivity to gluten. Yeah, yeah. He, he has like an actual <laughs> like noticeable sensitivity to gluten, but like his rosacea wasn't as bad. Like he didn't get um, some of the kind of like stomach complications that he would get when he ate gluten in America. Like I, not That's the same, so there's a difference in the gluten, right? Because it's just a protein. But I think it's just like the, the process. The attitude really to the foods with gluten in, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but he, he felt so much better here. And he said That's he noticed so like a real difference in like the taste and quality of food, um, mm. which is just, which is really interesting. Um, and yeah, I think there's there's just more like options in America in terms of like grab and go. If you want something that's like yes. healthy, like, you know, that there definitely. are like loads of places that you can go where I feel like they maybe... definitely have healthier restaurants in California. Like definitely. Like I find it very hard to take Romeo out for food here and trust that what he's eating is, you know, honestly, and baby friendly. Kids, yeah. Like kids menus here are like chicken nuggets and chips and which is fine. Like I, I don't have anything against that, but like, they're often less healthy than the adult options. Like I would 100% give Romeo, you know, if I took him out for dinner, I would literally order him something from the adult menu because I don't get why the kid food is almost, again, for lack of a better word, like junk food. Right. Again, it, you know, it's fine if you, you, you know, you don't go out that often. And But Romeo doesn't even eat meat. And there's very, very little places around here that have a veggie option on them for kids. Do you plan to ever introduce him to meat or no? Um, not at the moment. I mean, Ash and I have had the conversation. Ash actually originally, before we even had kids, I was like, I, I plan on raising our kids or child plant-based. And Ash was like, I really want them to eat chicken. So I, we, you know, we've had a respectful conversation about it, but Ash has agreed the benefit of maybe raising him predominantly plant-based. If he literally gets to like, I don't know, x years old and he's at a party and everyone's having chicken nuggets and he genuinely wants to try one that's fine like I'm not going to stop him from doing that but I just the reason I'm doing it is so that his palate is primarily plant-based because I was brought up on meat and all I knew is my protein was meat so I want him to know that like he can nourish himself and have a really well-balanced diet with all these plants in it and then if he wants to have you know the meats occasionally because you know that's what he's chosen to do that's fine but I want him to make that choice. Yeah, I get that. I think, look, like it's it's like a parenting decision. Like it's it's up to you and your values. Yeah, and, and it's like, like and it's we, for no one to comment on. I was just curious. Um, but when people are like, "Oh, like you're taking that choice away from them," I'm like, "But we are in charge of their choices until they're old enough to make them. Whatever way you swing it, you know, yeah. it is up to us. It's not me taking a decision away from him because he's a baby." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I also think like, look, it's one of those like personal things and yeah. like this works I'm doing for you and Romeo. Yeah. Totally. And so I always think like the the yeah, like that is your prerogative. You're the parent. Like that is up yeah. to you to make that decision. Yeah. I was just curious to hear like what what the plan was, just because I never <laughs> asked before. Um but yeah, no, no, it's great to hear that Romeo thrived in California. California why did I say that weird California and that you thrived in California and that you came back and you feel like centered and like yeah motivated yeah yeah I definitely feel like the best version I've felt of myself since having him 
I love that. And look, like it's it's such a journey, isn't it? Like it's now such that journey. now that I have more and more friends like going on this parenting journey, um, I'm becoming like more cognizant of like what it entails, which I think is really good, right? Because I think I'll be better prepared for when I enter that stage of life. Like I'll I'll have more of an expectation. Um but it's like I just think everyone fucking struggles for a lack of a better word like I don't know anyone who's like found it like easy peasy I just yeah I don't think anyone can ever prepare you um for having a baby like literally my best friend in the world had her little her first little girl three years ago and I I I feel awful I've always said I felt awful about this I genuinely had no idea how hard it was even having a best friend that I was so close to watching her be a mum, I never saw the struggle like mm-hmm. I just was wasn't in tune with it whereas then like she had her second when I had Romeo and then I was like oh my god I'm so sorry like I never realized and she was like it's fine like because she obviously probably didn't speak to me a lot about it because I didn't have a baby and I never would have understood so but yeah it's all fun and games <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> know the reality um but no that's really exciting um and then also we have our forking wellness retreat Um, I'm so excited about that yeah so we've decided to do like when we hosted our last brunch club we had a lot of feedback um and what people wanted and people actually wanted kind of like a day retreat so that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing that's what we're doing um so you can come and join us if you want there's still a few tickets available um we did have to keep the ticket number quite small um, mm. because it's like limited spots, but there's a few left if you want to come on the 8th of October for a bit of like a yoga retreat. Where is it again? I'm sorry. I'm like so bad with geography. I can't pronounce it. Bedfordshire. 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 That's right, sure. isn't it? Yes. Check the link. Um, it's here. like an hour or so away from London and there'll be like a group yeah, of us going from London. It's an easy route. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll help you out and we'll all be in like a group chat together. So yeah, definitely yeah. come alone, come with your friends, come with your family. And it's going to be like lunch and yoga um, and then a positivity chat from Katie, who's been on our podcast before. You can go back and kind of like listen to her episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that is happening on the 8th. So you can go and grab your ticket. Awesome um yeah so go do that and then we'll hear barry's updates yes because she got engaged i did oh my god it's crazy <gasps> so when so when you called me i was literally like on my deathbed suffering with actually, I, I know was in, I, in, I was in recovery at this point <laughs> you know what i did feel so bad i did message you no, being like oh my god no i was so glad you called me like literally so glad i was so okay. excited um I'm gonna tell the story but yes I do remember like being like fuck I know Sophie's so sick the last thing she wants is a FaceTime from me right now no no honestly like I was was like if I don't I think she'll be more mad I actually like when I I think you met I was seeing the preview of your messages I didn't actually open the messages I just knew from the preview what had happened I don't I can't I don't know if I saw like a snippet of the ring or something um or you were just like I'm so sorry I know you're ill but and then I was like it has to be an engagement and I, I honestly I was like crying my mum was sat next to me and I was like I think Barry's engaged <laughs> um so we went for like just like a family dinner like me Mark and Mark's mom 
and there was like a really nice, oh, we were in Wales. Um, and it was like, apparently like very important for Mark to do that, like in Wales, cause he has like, you know, the most Welsh pride. Um, and we were out to dinner, the three of us. And then we were just like having a drink after like outside the pub. And it was just like the nicest sunset in the world. Can like, I ask if mom's Mark, sorry, Mark's mom knew he was going to do it? No, no, he okay. didn't. She didn't. She knew that he had a ring and my mom okay. knew that he had a ring. Um, but like she didn't know when it was going to be. So it was a really, really lovely sunset. We took some nice pictures like in front of the sunset, which was like really sweet. We're like on the water. Um, so it was really gorgeous. And then we like went back and there was just like the most gorgeous, like red skies, like the whole drive back. And then we got back to the house and Mark was like, oh, do you want to take Oscar um, on his like night walk down at the beach? And like Mark's mom literally lives, like I want to say like, hundred yards from the, like it's literally like right there and I was yeah. like yeah great like let's go inside we'll grab Oscar and then we'll he has to go out at night anyways um so it's fine so we walked down to the beach and it was so funny because like by the time that we got there like the sunset was like all the way behind us and because it's like a bit of a cliff like you could not see any see of anything the <laughs> um but he was like fine I'm committed whatever and we were just walking on the beach and no one was there um, like it was completely empty. It was probably like nine, nine thirty, but like during the summer, like it was still pretty bright out. Um, mm. but the beach was like completely empty and we were just walking and Mark was holding Oscar and he was like, Oh, can you hold him for a second? And I was like, Yeah, no worries. And then like Oscar was like running and there's all these like washed up jellyfish and I was like trying not to get Oscar not to like eat a jellyfish. Um and I remember like him calling my name and he was like behind me and I was like, Hold on one second and he was like, Barry and I like turned around he was like on one knee and like from there I've kind of like blacked out like you know when you're like in shock and you like don't cry <laughs> I literally I just you guys I just love you guys so much <laughs> and so like I don't really remember everything that he said which is like an absolute shame um were you literally just like <gasps> Like, yeah. So apparently my first words were like, are you fucking kidding me? was like the first thing that I said. Oh, and he was like down in one day and I was like, are you bad. kidding me? Um, and so from there, I kind of like literally blacked out. But he said some like really, really lovely, obviously, like some really, really lovely things. Um, and it was like such an intimate moment. I didn't expect it to feel that like, I can't explain it. Maybe it's because we were in like a public place, but it mm. felt so intimate. Whereas like, um, I know a lot of, of my friends and like, it's very popular in America to have like a photographer station in the corner. Yeah, that's like, snap yeah, we don't thing. do that. And I was always wondering like, what kind of, is Mark going to approach this from like an American way or is Mark going to approach this from like a British way? And like, oh my God, I'm so glad there was no photographer because I think I would have been so consumed with like, what do I look like or like what are yeah. other people thinking or like if it was in a public like it was literally such an intimate moment it was just the two of us and Oscar was there and I just remember like I was crying and then when first of all when he was like down on one day so like obviously he like jokes and he's like you're such a bitch because the first thing that you said to me was like are you fucking kidding me and then the second thing that I said was Mark the ring box is upside down because he had opened it like this but the ring was oh no here. <laughs> 
um like I don't even remember like everything but obviously I said yes like um it was just like very very overwhelming for me like it was like very emotional I was so overwhelmed as well yeah because like it's it's like one of the biggest things and like and I hate I actually hate surprises like I don't like not knowing what's coming and it was just so out of nowhere that you do kind of go into the because you're like your brain is like okay want to savor this moment but it's so out of nowhere that I can't actually process it totally exactly like it was just like um like like overload like I was Mm. so overwhelmed like in a good way right but not like yeah yeah of course but I just remember being like like oh shit yeah like this is so much stimulation actually like yeah. I just remember feeling like super just like a rush of things that I just like couldn't I don't know it took me a while actually to process it but I actually was so surprised so I had no idea everyone was like oh like was he like nervous did you know it was gonna happen and like no the kid is like an actual sociopath like cool calm and collected like I had no inkling that this was gonna happen like he said he wasn't even nervous like he's just like so chill that he just like he was fine that could have been Ashley you were talking about yeah yeah but like it fucking makes you think like if they were able to hide like I always thought I would know when it I had a feeling it was going to happen this summer but I really thought I was going to be able to like pinpoint it just because like our lives are so like everything we did like I just really didn't think it was going to be that much of a surprise and then I was like you don't realize like how much your partner can accomplish like behind your back essentially whereas like after like I kept joking with him and I was like you're scaring a lot of girls right now (laughs) (laughs) well like after I was joking with him I was like do you have like a secret family like you could hide anything at this point the fact that you were able to like pull all that off without me having like any clue I was like you could have a family of four in Brighton that I don't know about like I was just so amazed and like almost like taken aback that he was able to like accomplish it and then loop in so many people like my mom was involved in like the ring design and like Mark's mom knew and like Mark had the ring for a few months like in the house this is literally the same as Ash like he took mom and Kitty with him to design it like yeah and you're just like we I feel like we're quite switched on people who can read people quite well yeah so I was like almost yeah that's what it was maybe not like on him but I was like disappointed in myself that I didn't like yeah yeah, yeah. This moment. Same, yeah so so yeah so that was the story um we don't have a date for the wedding yet if we are even gonna have a wedding who the hell knows um my brother mm-hmm. is getting married in June June um 2023 and so we will probably do it summer 2024 if we do have a wedding I'm like Mm -hmm. in two minds because I also feel like so by then Mark and I will be together for 11 years and it just like I'm not really sure what I want I don't think I want the big like I want the party but not really I can't explain it like I actually no I know I I said that to you like I had I got so much out of just our small intimate ceremony if I hadn't paid for everything that I paid for in regards to the big wedding party I would still be just as happy in life having not had it but I'm I'm glad that we did it was so fun but it was more about the party and the having everyone together so maybe you could find a way to like celebrate it in a way that would feel like the best version for you yeah and I think the thing that's holding me back is knowing that like 
Mark's family is in North Wales. My family is in America. Mm. Like London is actually probably like the central point because it takes ages for you to get from London to Wales and vice versa. Like if it was in America, yeah. people to, it, it's a lot of travel to like expect guests to do. So actually like mm-hmm. London is actually like the central point. Um, but there's just like a lot of planning. And if you know me, then like, you know, that's my worst nightmare. Like I want to be what the groom is when they're like, tell me the date, what time yeah, I have to arrive. Literally. Like, I want- do you know yeah. what? I actually feel like Mark would do it though. <laughs> yeah, he would, but we have like slightly different tastes in things. Like mm, I love him, him but he's like a bit, of, he's a bit of a guy, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but he would, he'd be so involved. Like if I said, I don't want to plan it, can you plan it? Like he totally would. Um, I just feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't get joy out of that side of things where a lot of women or anyone who's getting married, like they may or have like an idea of what they want their wedding to be. And they've had that idea for ages and they're so excited to like- I I literally wasn't that person. I wouldn't have had a wedding without my mom. Like. Yeah, I, I need a wedding planner, mm. but I also don't want to spend a million pounds because, like, Mark and I will probably be paying for the wedding ourselves. So it's also like yeah. I don't want to, like, yeah, it's just also like a lot of money to spend on one day mm-hmm. of a few yeah. hours. Um, so I'm just trying to figure it out. I think because it's so far away that I, I I haven't forced myself to like actually. Yeah, you're like I'm like you. that. I'm like I'll deal with that when it gets closer. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. Um, we'll see what um, matters in the future. But that that's kind of the the big update. And then the other one is that I have a new job, um, which is quite crazy because this is like my real shift, like out of nutrition, mm-hmm. actually. And like it's official, like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like so happy. Like actually this is, I genuinely feel like this is what, I'm meant to be doing and like this is like oh I love suits, that suits like everything that I'm looking for and like suits my personality in a way that like I don't ever think that nutrition really did or the capacity in which nutrition right but like everything I've learned has made me better at my job and I don't like regret yeah. any decisions but I think just like being in nutrition just like for me like long term I just didn't know where my future was And I'm kind of the person who like, I like to see the next step. Like I want to know what's my next promotion, where am I growing and stuff. And like, actually the career profession trajectory of like nutrition really didn't provide me with that. Um, So, so yeah, becoming head of marketing at a startup called Well Easy. If you guys want to check it out, it's like a online marketplace um for all kind of like curated organic healthier like certain type of nutrition or allergens or whatever like food so I always think of it as like it's all packaged foods like pasta sauces Mm -hmm. um dry pasta uh snacks and things like that but like almost like in a whole foods online but everything is like 10 to 40 percent off which is like amazing Um, Mm -hmm. I actually just placed an order yesterday and it was just like, I just ordered all like my staples that like I always keep in the house anyways, like simple things like kind bars, um, that are actually really expensive on their own. Yeah. Like in the supermarket, we always buy them if they're like discounted to a pound, Mm -hmm. like Mark and I will always grab like a handful, but you can get like, I think they come under like 80, like around 80 pay 
for kind bar like I know that sounds silly but it's just like the one that's stuck in my no no it makes it makes such a difference though yeah and like olive oil and even like dish soap like you know the method like yeah yeah yes oh yeah we love I was able to get that at like 20 percent off like it, it it makes a difference um especially like cost of living crisis going on um so so yeah I'm really excited um just to see what happens with that and just like having this like big 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 career shift um quite daunting but I had a lot of time to like reflect on it almost like too much yeah I just wanted to I like I do want to say like I've so enjoyed watching you grow and progress like I I'm literally so proud of you You, you're and I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit like you're literally amazing oh Thank and you. I really I do you. look up to you. You're amazing. Um, but stop, don't say that. Uh, thank <laughs> you so much. But no, I, I don't give myself like any credit. I don't know how to like compliment myself. I don't know how to like mm-hmm. receive compliments. Probably something I should explore in therapy. But like, I don't know. I find it really difficult to like acknowledge success. Whereas I, I think like complete, I had a conversation with Ash about this over the weekend. We went out together and I literally like cried because I was like, I feel like a failure. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, you've got a book, you've got a, a master's, like you've got all this stuff. Like, what are you talking about? It's why do we do this to ourselves? I, I do it know. all the time. I, don't I know. like, I can't acknowledge anything that I've like done. Is it? Cause I don't even think it comes from like comparison because I'm not comparing myself to anyone else and being like, I want to no, be like and it, and it doesn't even come from my upbringing because Ash was like, I've had everyone my whole life tell me I can't do something, which is why I work so hard. Cause I like want to prove everyone wrong. And I'm like, I was always told by my parents that I could do everything, do anything I want to. And they're like, how amazing I am and like, keep going kind of thing. So like, I don't know why I constantly put myself down. Yeah. No, it's so, so, so true. I, I'm the same. I feel like I also was one of those kids who just like excelled at a lot. Mm. Like things just came quite naturally to me. Yeah. Like, it, I played sports. I was pretty athletic. Like I had lots of like lovely friends. Like I did well at school mm-hmm. and I felt like I just kind of like coasted through maybe because like the way this structure for children was just like set up I was the type of person who succeeded in that environment. Where, yeah, like, yeah. Not everyone does kind of thing. And that's just luck, right? Like I was very fortunate yeah, yeah. and grateful for that. But then I feel like I hit like college and post-grad life and like things have become more difficult. And I almost like wasn't used to like I, w- I was challenges. completely the same. Yeah. And I think like it scared me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We just, we're not very good at like acknowledging our own success and stuff. Yeah. Know. you constantly feel like you need to be achieving more to like justify but it never seems enough weird well that's the thing at what point does it become enough yeah exactly and it's like I could look at you and see how much you've accomplished and you can look at me and see how much I've accomplished but we I struggle to see it myself yeah yeah it's, it's so weird isn't it and it, it's a problem I think only women have <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know many like- men with this problem I really don't know many men, or any men actually, with this problem. Yeah, men seem to just like coast through, right? And uh, I just wish sometimes I could just be as like confident as yeah, Arthur exactly. Ash, They're right? much better at like bigging themselves up, aren't they? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Was there anything else um, that we wanted to chat about? 
I feel like we could chat about so much more but I know we've got like a few topics that we want to cover on an actual podcast just you and I like I do want to talk about the whole social media thing that we talked about um that I think a lot of other people will want to be involved in as well so we'll dedicate a whole episode to that but yeah for now this was our first one back welcome back that was a little update from us yes and also I really want to talk about an update on like where we stand on intuitive eating because I feel like we spoke about that ages ago and I feel like the way that the whole nutrition industry is really shifting and just like staying abreast on the shifts and just like talking about it and you know there's always like this like constant like need to like label yourself or on this kind of I literally saw something the other day that was like I'm a productivity dietitian and I was like what the fuck is a productivity dietitian yeah I don't know but like I just feel like everyone has like a label yeah and yeah anyways we will do an update on that thank you guys yeah yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please um, get a ticket to our day retreat if yes, you are available love to see on the eighth. Um, we'd love, love, love to see you, and we will be back next week with another episode. Bye.